Having worked in radio in six different states over the course of 35 plus years, I've worked with a lot of great people. This is the story of one of them. I'm Greg Garinger, and on this special episode of the Tucson History Podcast, we'll look back at the life and career of an old Pueblo broadcasting legend. 1030 The Voice's own Ed Alexander. Even though I'm a Gen Xer, I've always been fascinated by the lives of those just one generation older. Their childhood shaped by the early days of TV, the emergence of rock and roll and Top 40 radio, the growth of suburbia, and fathers that were most likely World War II veterans. So this story really begins in August of 1945. The day of days for America and her allies. I deem this reply a full acceptance of the Potsdam Declaration, which specifies the unconditional surrender of Japan. Far into the night, the happy crowd screamed their relief at the end of the greatest war in history. From early Tuesday morning, the celebration went on for 24 hours. New York never celebrated like this before, but never did they have a better reason. Over 16 million Americans served during World War II. In the years that followed, an unprecedented economic expansion and baby boom changed our nation forever. On a cold January day not long after, Navy veteran Bill and his beautiful wife Angie welcome baby Ed in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Well, we're living here in Allentown. Ed's brother's passion for music rubbed off on Ed at a young age. He loved jazz records. He watched American Bandstand every weekend. From Philadelphia, it's time for America's favorite dance party, American Bandstand. And now, here's the star of our show, Dick Clark. Bless you, Charlie. Thank you very much. And he was a huge fan of Cousin Brucie on WABC New York. See a giant time, my dear cousin. It's 13 minutes. It knocks me off the chair every time. 13 minutes after 11 on the Cousin Show, 43 WABC degrees. Hey, fill your radio with the All-Americans. High test, you know. High test, my dear cousins. Dial 77 WABC. You don't want to put any of that low-grade stuff on that radio of yours. You got a good machine. Keep it working. In 1966, Ed's dad, Bill, decided he'd had enough of frigid northeast Pennsylvania winters and relocated the family to sunny Tucson, Arizona. It was summertime, and it was hotter than hell, and it was really dry, and it was really quiet as compared to the East Coast. I mean, I came from, you know, the hub of hipness. Everything hit there first. If it wasn't L.A., which we didn't know that much about, then New York was the hub of everything, and we just, we loved it. I came out here, and it's like, what am I doing in this dusty old town? What am I going to do? They don't even have sidewalks. We moved into an apartment, Midtown, about uh, Speedway and Alvernon. Then Dad got a house up around 29th and Swan, right by the park up there. So I had a park to hang out on. We go to the park, and we could see the drive-in theater down the road. So we could watch the shows, but we couldn't hear the sound. But, you know, we could spend the night out in the park hanging out. I went to Rincon High School, my last two years of high school, and then I graduated. If you've ever moved as a kid, it's gut-wrenching. You you lose all your friends that you thought you were going to be forever friends, and all of a sudden, here you are in a dusty old town or wherever you end up going, my life's over. What am I going to do? How am I going to get through this? So I got through this. 
with music. I got through this being in a band, because I wasn't any good at school. But the band got to play at the high school dances in the Jewish Community Center and every place else. So music was my life, even from there, okay? But when I moved here, I was listening to Katy uh, KT AM. It's James Brown! Go around! Flashing back of the golden hours. So great music of the 60s and all that. It was wonderful. So that's where I came from. And, and rock and roll, we were playing in the band. So we were playing The Doors. But we were playing Hang On Sloopy. We were playing Louie Louie. We were playing all sorts of great stuff. And I just sang. I tried to learn the guitar and it wasn't any good. And I, I, I didn't practice. I wanted to practice. So I ended up just singing. And I could actually hit some good notes back then. After my voice changed, I could talk and sing. So that was pretty cool. And all the other guys around me ended up being really good musicians. And I said, I'm not going to, I can't do that. I'm, you know, I can't play an instrument. But music is my life. I want to be in music. I'm going to the U of A. And like I said, I wasn't a good student in high school. I wasn't going to be a good student in college. I mean, what, what I know. So first thing I did, I had to get a job. And I got a job at a record store right down the street on Speedway and Campbell, right across from McDonald's that's still there. It was Jerry's Records. Jerry's Records store. Yeah, we were selling albums for like $3.99 a piece. And the owner of Jerry's Record owned KAIR Radio, 1490 at the time. The manager of the store uh, used to be a KTKT disc jockey when I got to town. And so, of course, I said, man, I'd love to do this. I'd love to be a jock. And he said, well, if you really want to, I'll show you how. And he took me down to his studio in the middle of the night and showed me a tape recorder and a microphone. He says, go do this. And then he would critique me. And I got snuck in on overnight playing with those big reel-to-reel tapes of easy listening music at K-A-I-R. You're comfortable with K-A-I-R. And... That's where I broke my chops. So I want to find a job. My first job was at KWFM 92.9, Freeform Album Rock. We would play anything and everything. We would bring our albums from home. And we would play everything from Rod Stewart, the first Elton John album, Joy of Cooking. I mean, there were so many things of the Straubs, all this stuff. It was wonderful. But... There wasn't a lot of money in it. And growing up with the top 40, that's what I really wanted to do. I wanted to be a jock. I wanted to be a hot jock. And so I knocked on the door and knocked on the door at KTKT as long as it took until they finally said, okay, okay, come on over. Let's give this a try. And John Mac Flanagan was a program director. He ended up up in KFRC San Francisco for many years. He was a hell of a guy. My second mentor after the guy from the record store who got me in the first place and showed me the ropes and put me on at night. Ed Alexander, the sundown kid. Nighttime on Top 40 Radio was the time because it's after school. Afternoon dry was hot because the kids are after school. But nighttime, they are all at home with the radios and they're all calling the radio station and it's their life. Okay, the music, when you're 13, 14, 15, 16, that's the music, that's your life, okay? That's the music that's going to define your life for the rest of your life. From 13 to 23, junior high school, high school, and college, this is who you are, and you always go back to that. It was crazy. I was top 40 job. What was, how did this happen? And I cut my chops and did 
did everything I could, and uh, I was on my way. Ed Alexander, KTKT, Tucson. Eight o'clock in the city. Wake up, America. We're trying to give away some cash with the white high-low jackpots and mail and credit cards for you and a friend to go to Hawaii. All from KTKT. Doctor, my eyes have seen the KTKT, the family that sings together. Put all the money in the bank and let mom and dad pay for expenses, right? Right. 8.05, five minutes after 8 o'clock Saturday with an Alexander. KTKT. Got to get it on. Got to get up and start moving around this morning. Come on. It's 20 after 8 with an Alexander. The Toros lost last night to Salt Lake in Salt Lake. That puts them three games back. The score was Salt Lake 6 Tucson 3. It's 8 20. So you're from Green Valley. So by the time we got to the late 70s, 78 or so, KTKT was really hot and rock, and I was program director by then. So I was running that, doing the morning show, doing bar promotions just about every night, because there was a good bar scene in this town. A lot, a lot of places for bands to play, a lot of places to go and have a good time. And so, you know, we would close the bars at 2 o'clock, get home, get up at 4 o'clock and be on the radio and do it all over again at 6, you know? Then the station owner bought the FM station, and we made a KTKTFM to start because we had to get something going. So I was the operation manager of that, hired the first program director, which is Alan Browning. Alan Hamrell was his real name. He owns uh, Biker's Outlet on uh, on Speedway. And we put together a staff, and we got a consultant, and we did album rock radio. We did... Uh, now, KWFM was on, too, so this was the second rock station in town, so there was going to be Rock Wars. But putting on and building a brand new station, it was it was really exciting. So KTKT FM would become ninety six point one KLPX, but you would stay on with ninety nine KTKT for a little while longer, right? I stayed with KTKT till eighty five. Katie, a wild beat, Alexander, this morning, 705. Song of the day, on the way, worth cash, and more today. Say about that, after Christine McBee, get ready. 99 KTKT. When they decided that Top 40 was over, and Top 40 was over. Well, especially AM, because then KRQ and FM came in, and everybody's doing Top, and so it sounded so much better on the FM. AM didn't have a chance. So they made KTKT a all-new station. So I said, okay, maybe I could try something else. So I got into advertising and, and marketing and, and things like that. It would be about 85. Oh, a friend of mine told me, who was in radio, got out, then he worked for a car dealer, and he came back in. He says, Ed, working on radio is not work. There's nothing like it. I mean, it's in your blood. You got to do it. And I was still young enough that, hey, I got plenty of energy yet. So I, I got, um, I did Boldies uh, with Alan Michaels and uh, Jim Bednarik and, and lots of folks. And that was at KCEE, 690 KCEE, 690 Mighty KC. 790 Mighty KC. 
790 Mighty Casey Lightfoot. You could read my mind. Morning, 22 minutes after 8 o'clock, and you could be on your way to Disneyland real quick. In pursuit of the Magic Kingdom, now is the time for you to call at 880-KCE to be my seventh caller to play. We did oldies for a while and had a great time with great people, had great news people. We, we These were full-service stations. We played music, but yeah, we did all this other stuff, too, because we wanted to be part of people's lifestyles in their lives. If you might hear an a air check of Dan Hicks. KCEE, Tucson's News and Sports Authority. Arizona football team returns to the happy confines of Arizona Stadium tomorrow night. Who's now the big guy on, on NBC and the Olympics and golf and all that stuff. But there, there were so many good people that came through this town. So we did that for quite a while. And eventually I got over to Mix FM. Which was still KKLD at the time. 94.9 KKLD Tucson's best variety of music. Test after 3 o'clock with that Alexander. Sweet night last night for the Cats, especially for JB. Joe Blair with like 19 points or something like a bunch of rebounds. He was looking good. And Damon Stoudemire, of course, carrying them all the way through. So I got onto there and really enjoyed it. And we rode that wave of like Billy Joel and Celine Dion and Elton John. All those years, we had a good run, and Mix FM is still pretty good today. So after that, once again, you break away from radio for a while and try your hand at some other things, but then... And after that, I said, no, I'm great. I, I gotta get myself back in radio. I mean, you know, I gotta reinvent myself one more time here. And I talked to Doug Martin. Doug, I'd like to come to work for you. He said, well, I've got a Christian station and a, and a talk station. I said, well, I don't know anything about Christian stations or talk stations. I said, but I do know radio. So sooner or later, he did give me that job. I was operations manager of these two stations, KCEE and KVOI. And he says to me, by the way, we're going to put this talk show on, on the radio and you're going to produce it. I'm going, what? Because I thought I was just going to be the news guy and run the station. And so he introduces me and says, here's the show. It's going to be on. And it was Christy Simone and Joe Higgins. I'm going, what do you guys know about radio? And they go, nothing. I said, okay, well, I've been in radio for a while. Let's see what we can do here. But uh, we'll see if I can help you. And uh, they came in and they took over and they did their thing. And uh, it, it was quite an eye-opening learning experience for me. And now 12 years later, Later, I'm still learning every day from Christy Simone. Joe's an entrepreneur. He had so many different businesses and stuff like that. And he said, I'm going to go do these things. So he left and it was uh, Chris and I uh, ever since. And uh, what a ride, huh? <laughs> Who'd have thunk? I would never have thought that I would come from this side of the aisle to that side of the aisle. And uh, but I've, I've learned a lot along the way. And that's what happened. Well, Ed, I think I speak for all of us here at Bustos Media. And, uh, you know, it's been very intimate for the last almost a year because of the pandemic. Not a lot of us roaming the halls every day. But without you here in the morning, without the smile on your face and uh, your humor and your energy, it won't be the same. We are going to miss you immensely. But as we wrap things up, just give us a quick peek of, of what the post-radio career life is going to look like for Ed Alexander. I'm going to be a grandfather for the first time, and I never even thought that was ever going to happen. So uh, that's really exciting in just a couple of months. So I'm going to have time. 
to be a granddad, whatever that means. I'm going to learn that. And uh, I'm going to do some volunteering. I don't know exactly where or what. Uh, if I'm going to drive for mobile meals or work with the, the Musicians Museum or, or uh, over at the Ministry of Hope or whatever. I'm going to have breakfast with friends. I'm going to have lunch with friends. I've always said I wanted to go back to my mother country, to Italy. And hopefully after this COVID thing, maybe Mrs. Alexander and I can uh, see that dream come true. Uh, while I still have some time, I can still walk around up and down the hills and just get together with friends and family and, and live life a little. Enjoy this darn desert uh, and maybe stay away from all the craziness for a while. Yep. Life goes on. I want to thank all the fans, all the friends I've made over these years, lifelong friends, the love that uh, they've given me so I could do what I wanted to do. It's amazing, man, that I really didn't have a job. I was a radio guy, disc jockey, for all these years, got paid for it, and uh, got to enjoy this lovely town and meet a lot of people, and I am so thankful to everybody everyone along the way so thank you love you tucson the tucson history podcast is a production of bustos media and 1030 the voice i'm greg garinger thanks for listening